songs. It's Why Mommy Drinks. Hi, this is Betsy Stover. <laughs> and I'm Amanda Allen. Welcome, friend. Uh, here hey. we are. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you said welcome, friend. Welcome, friend. Um, Betsy, I missed you. I missed you, too. We were supposed to record last week, but we didn't. We were supposed to record twice last week, and I have been sick as a dog. So sick. I missed work all week. Everyone in my house was sick. You went to a podcasting convention and you were still <laughs> sick. <laughs> I went to a podcasting convention with, uh, without my co-host. Yeah, I feel like we should go to those things together just so that we can be like, what is this? <laughs> Carry a little recorder with us and do like Betsy and Amanda live where we're just like, I don't understand. It was fun. Was it? it? But it was, you know, it was a lot of people being like, I feel jazzed to monetize (gasps) my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like any kind of conference, like work conference, everyone's jazzed. I literally heard, yeah, people were just like, I'm making deals. I don't know. (laughs) I feel jazzed. I've got a podcast. helpful i don't know that's good (laughs) but yeah so i have this stupid cough it you know like when you're a parent you are you're sick and then especially when you get super sick after a while it's like well um i'm not well but (laughs) i've just been sick too long so i no longer agree that i'm sick so i'm just gonna move on with life and hopefully I'll just not be sick at some point. Yeah, you're just like, I'm not sick anymore. And meanwhile, you're dying. You have a fever. You're like, it's fine. I will be fine. I went I went and taught a class today and my students were like, are you better? And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm here. I've decided <laughs> I am. <laughs> I've decided to be here and here we are. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right before we started taping, you were like, what? so what's wrong? I was like, I'm on antibiotics. Who knows? It it has been such a shit show at my house. We talked about it in the last episode, me and Ari. But um, so we all have new insurance. Mm-hmm. They've had new insurance since December. They haven't been able, my kids haven't been able to use their insurance because of bureaucracy and red tape and stupid shit, and it has been, like, hours on the phone. You know, I, I talked about this a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, with the heart medicine. And so that's finally sorted, but for them to, like, see a doctor, they were... So everyone was, like, sick. I think they had norovirus, but they might have had influenza. I don't know. But everyone was, like, fevers and vomit and just, like, everyone was super sick for, like, a, more than a week. And we're, and we're, like, we got to get them checked out. We got to go to... a urgent care or a doctor or something but the doctor doesn't take our their new insurance and then we finally found an urgent care that did take their insurance but because of the fuck-ups at the insurance they were like you can't see a doctor your kids can't see a doctor until march 1st (laughs) i was just like yeah and then for me i had gone i would have been like no they have the coronavirus oh i should have then they would have been like oh what yeah. Well, that, yeah. With the coronavirus, everyone's like yeah. just constantly spooked. They would just like throw you into a like ET looking space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry for all of those of you out there that are suffering from the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Not to make light of it, but that's what I think it must be like is ET because they just like lock you in. That's what all the pictures online yeah. are of yeah. like of Hunan province. Is that Hunan province? Yeah. The province in China, the town, the city, the place in China where their <laughs> coronavirus is coming from. Yep. Currently, this iteration. The only thing I have seen is the memes that are like, I didn't survive spring break in Daytona in 1995 to be killed by the thing I was drinking. Oh, that's that's something. Or I didn't learn how to drink real drinks to die from coronas. Or... Oof. Of all the beers, it's going to be a Corona that kills us. <laughs> There's so many. Terrible. There's so many. I remember, I'm from Florida, so people right. are into it. They're oh, like, yeah, gosh. coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
my God. So you have the coronavirus. Maybe I did. Maybe I still do. Yeah, so I don't know what I had. Could it be pneumonia? Could it be coronavirus? It sounds like you had the flu. I might have had influenza. I do not know. The fevers, the throwing up, the chills, the days on end with high fevers. That's that's a good, those are all signs pointing to you probably got knocked out with the flu. We'll never know. No. Because then my because oh, no. then my insurance was like new. And so I had to go see the doctor oh, no, they just didn't. to like for a regular intake because it's like a new insurance <laughs> so and a new like, doctor. Let's get your numbers while you're deathly ill. Well, no. So it was like right before I got sick. Oh. And when I was there, I was like, hey, maybe you should check my ears because they hurt. And my throat <laughs> has been hurt. And they were like, well, your throat looks kind of red. I don't know. Bye. And then she never checked my ears. And then I got super, super sick. And so I couldn't go to urgent care I because I was taking care of my sick kids and I was super sick and I didn't want to go sit somewhere for hours when my whole family was sick. And I couldn't have that like heal app doctor come to our house like I usually do the with beautiful, my old insurance. The beautiful doctor. <gasps> oh, that, that doctor. Um, <laughs> I used to have this really hot doctor come to my house. He was a real doctor, I think, but he did have no. a man bun. No, it's like uh, the stripper masseuse. It, yeah, he got your doctor. Candy doctorate. Destiny Candy comes Destiny. to my house, yeah. checks out my what's, pulse. What's Dr. Heal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his actual Dr. name is like Dr. Yosef Haganovin or whatever. <laughs> but he's a really pretty man. He's such a pretty man. And he only sees me on my worst days. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> Hey, welcome back. <laughs> He's like, hey, every time I see you, you haven't brushed your teeth. <laughs> I have a fever. Mm. <laughs> Look, I clean up real good. Just not now. Do you have soup? <laughs> so at some point, I just called the doctors. I was like, I think I have an ear infection. And they were like, well, we'll just give you antibiotics. And because I was so... Uh, like sick and out of it. I was like, fine, that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't. You know, <laughs> you're like the other meme with the house burning down, and the, and the little guy's just the sitting there. He's like, this the is hat. fine. This is fine. Everything's yeah, that, fine. that's you. That was you last <laughs> week. This is fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad you're back. Thank you. I hope that you continue to mend. Thanks. Mm. Life is not slowing down, man. Nope. Nope, it doesn't wait. It doesn't wait. It's like, sorry, fuck off. You know, but yeah, no. Well, welcome back. Thanks. (laughs) It's like, welcome back to the living. And I'm like, am I here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? Um, hmm. You know, I've mixed. Um, I'm all right. I'm exhausted. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I keep reading about Mercury retrograde. <laughs> when is it not Mercury retrograde? That's what my thought is. Mm-hmm. It's always, it's like for two days it's not. And everybody's like, Mercury retrograde is gone. Everybody do everything that makes you feel good. Is and then they're like, like watch out. The dark veil of unluckiness and crap is coming your way. But it just feels like it's always that. Is it because we live in California and everyone we know is a little woo-woo? Yeah, I'm guessing because I never heard of it before I lived here. People don't talk about it in New York. They're not like, oh, it's fucking Mercury. Mercury. They're like, no, this is just New York. It's, the- it's Mercury in retrograde. Forget this about is- it. Yeah, they're like, excuse me, sir. Can you move over, please? And he's like, it's fucking Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I don't know. Where you live, listener, is it Mercury in retrograde yeah. all the time? And that explains why everyone's, you know, on the rag or whatever. Maybe it's because, like, in California, there's no seasons. It's the same every day. And so it's our way of defining this is a shitty week. Because, like, right. when you're back east, it's just gray all the time. And yeah. sometimes you get, like, snowed in with blizzards. And you're like, uh-oh, there's a blizzard coming. Or a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And in here, it's just, no, no, it's Mercury retrograde. Watch out, everybody. Whatever you do, don't buy airline tickets. <laughs> you know, it's, like, weird, right? Like, they, like, say, like, weird things. Where they're like, don't, don't buy oh. things. Or don't make plans. And you're like, how can I not? All I am is a plan. Like, I'm a mom. Yeah. Everything is... A freaking plan most of them i'm breaking yeah right yeah it's it's so that i'm in mercury retrograde (laughs) 
And I feel like I, I should, I'm, I'm a chock full of plans that I can't keep up with. You know, we have all the kids are doing these different things and oh, I'm yeah. just trying to get them there. You know, we got, so I took Wes to a birthday party oh, what? on the weekend. I didn't stay. I just dropped him off. Oh, Actually, okay. Kate and dropped him off. And it was interesting because like, I'm going to take credit though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it was one of those parties where like, I guess most of the parents know each other. So they were like, just stay and hang out to him. And he was like, thank you very much. And then he walked out. Cause wait, they said that to you or to him? They said that to him. I wasn't there. So oh. they dropped, he was dropping Wes off and they were being very kind. And they were like, you can stay at our place and hang out with all of oh, us. Oh, to Caden. Yeah. Okay. To the adult. And he was like, yes, uh, that is so nice of you. I have to go. <laughs> we were like no 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 we made plans he is going to your party yeah so he is taking care of for like two hours yeah we he were was hoping like, to <laughs> leave him here well then he was like what time should it uh we come back and get him and they're like i don't know i don't know like later and which is also tough because then you're like no we need a specific time because we have plans like all of it's planned out. We're going to go to yeah. dinner. We're going to do, you know, so. So many cogs and wheels. And then I walked in and it was like a room full of people who had been there the whole time talking to each other. And I was like the odd parent who just showed uh. up to pick up her like latchkey kid. I was like, oh, hey, just not here for him ever. You know, like oh. I feel like I'm always that parent. Like he's just standing there off in the corner staring at me like, oh, I'm glad you could finally make it. You know, like it's totally that that's Ugh. what my life feels like these days that sucks yep but then when i'm not doing that i'm in it and i'm so deep in it that i i'm like how when do i get to get out like it's a weird in what parenting yeah yeah like it's either i'm not there enough or i'm there too much i haven't managed to find the balance where like i'm just like wow this is just joyful and great um there's some days that are like that and there's some moments that are like that but it's just i feel like i'm either on one end of the pendulum or the other where it's like you're just totally neglecting them and they're not you're not present or you're so in their face that they hate you what if what if there's no balance and we've just been chasing a you know a a fog i don't know i mean i always just think debbie didn't think about any of this i know my mom never was like oh i dropped amanda off at a party and then i felt bad because i wasn't there for her Never. No. She was like, I dropped Amanda off at a party and forgot. (laughs) (laughs) She sent me, my birthday's on Saturday. She sent me a present. I got a text message. She goes, happy birthday. When this airs, you will have already had your birthday. Oh, that's true. I'll be older. So in the future, this future me, I'm already older. You're both older and younger. So crazy. The paradox of podcasts. Well, my mom was like, uh, hey, sorry. Thought your birthday was Tuesday. <laughs> so don't open your present till Saturday when it is actually your birthday. Okay. Mom. And then she goes. Ha ha. Blame it on retirement. It's just like, A, didn't have to tell me anything. No, no. You could have been like, I was on it this year and sent you your gift early. Exactly. Don't open it. Instead, she was like, completely fucked up. Totally forgot when your birthday is. Got the wrong day. Realized it right now. And I'm telling you so that if you got the present already, you're not confused. And you, yeah, I was like, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. How did you forget my birthday? Like I don't understand that because, like, I know I I don't I'll never forget when my kids' birthdays are. I mean, God, I hope not. Like it's not. What is tomorrow? Oh, today. She thought it was today. She thought my birthday was today. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But so yeah, maybe I need to be a little more like Debbie, where I'm just like, fuck it. At least you got a gift. But I let Wes pick out the birthday present for this kid, and I don't know this kid or his family. Yeah. And he wanted a Nerf gun for him, and I was like, uh-oh. So I let him have it, and I, we gave a gun to this kid. And now a they, Nerf gun? A Nerf gun. Someone sent our kid a gun for his birthday. It was like a Nerf gun, but it was like a machine gun. Yeah, that's like what I did. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. And I and extra bullets. I oh my gosh. Yeah. And my kids were like, the, we want to play with this. And I was like, I don't know if I can let you play with this because it it's it move it's like a gun. 
I just see a black a black trench coat on them. Like I, I just know, can't. I know. That's why I was like, oh god. And Wes was like, he is so cool. Please, he will love it. Well, and I was like, okay. You I'm know. gonna let you do that. I'm gonna let you give him a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I may not show up on time ever for you, but I'll let you buy that kid a gun. That's this is just not working. Parenting. Look, oh well. I hear you. But yeah, different strokes for different folks. You yeah, know? and I think my big story this week was just uh, that um, the girls have been doing... So ever since they were born, everyone always asks, which one's the evil one, which one's the good one? That's fucked up. It's so fucked up. They, like, everybody compartmentalizes them. Like, you can't be a full person. You have to be half of something. No one so. ever asks me that about my kids. No. no. <laughs> which one is the evil child? No one does I'm it with Wes. No one's like, okay, you have three kids. Which one is the your favorite? Which one is the smart one? Which one is... They don't do that, but with the girls, they're always like... Binary. Which... Yeah. They can't be both of them good. They can't both be bad. They can't... One has to be one way and the other has to be the other. Right. Um, So my answer has always been, well, they change. It changes. They trade off. They do. They trade... I mean, and that's true. They do trade off. Like, they'll switch, which has always been a very good thing because at least when one's really acting out, the other one kind of is like, this is too much for her. I'm going to pull back. Give her a solid. Um, This weekend... I got to the point where I was like, oh, I know who the evil child is, and that's it. You Uh are... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got some guesses, but... So, um, Benny walked around the house. She completely cleaned the backyard, like, swept all of the Santa Ana wind, dirt everywhere, washed the tables, washed the furniture, um, watered all the plants, did... A load of laundry without (laughs) what so she did a load of laundry because i had clothes in the washer and clothes in the dryer when the dryer rang she walked into the garage emptied the dryer into a bin took the clothes out of the washer put the new clothes into the dryer set the got the washer going or the dryer going and had it going and then was like here's some clean clothes let's fold them and put them away she did a freaking load of laundry without us telling her how to do it I was like, when it comes to that, we should probably start talking because you don't want to put like my fancy clothes in the dryer right. and don't put dishwashing. I don't want her to do the detergent part. <laughs> That's but like I was when like, I found Here. out that Rex has been making microwave popcorn <laughs> and then we had, I was like, don't ever put anything metal in there. Mm-hmm. And then Odie for like months afterwards was like, every time we would talk, did I tell you this? Every time we would talk about the microwave, he would be like, he would just recite what I had said. Don't put any metal into it. He'd be like, and remember, don't put anything in the metal and metal in the microwave or it will catch fire and it will burn and then we'll all die. He did this every day. (laughs) Remember, don't put metal in there. We'll all die. We'll all die. Well, that's like with the toaster. I was getting them used to making toast and, uh, I was like, this is what you can eat is toast. And Emmeline started putting forks in it. And everyone was like, oh, no, yeah. So she learned only bread goes in the toaster. Only bread. Not paper. <laughs> not metal. She was like, but it's interesting. I was like, it is and dangerous. So, no. Yeah. Uh, but so Benny did a load of laundry. She cleaned the outside. She cleaned her entire room, which was a disaster pit from top to bottom. She folded. I should have taken you in so you could see her folding in her of her clothes in her bedroom. Like little tiny squares. Looks like Marie Kondo was in her room. She folds everything perfectly. She gets frustrated when the fold comes apart. Anyways, um, so she completely cleaned her room. She's super happy doing it. I'm doing it with her. I'm cleaning. We're having a good time. I'm lying. It's the opposite. Emmeline and I fought all day long. Mm. Screaming at me. Punching me biting me, kicking me. I was like, you're in your room. Because we have a rule now. You hit anyone in the family, you go right to your room, and you're in your room for as many minutes as you are old. So you're in for six minutes. You get up and you walk out of your room, that's a minute, an extra minute. So she's usually it works. That's more than fair. Usually it works, because she doesn't like to be away from everybody. (laughs) So, But this time she was like, I'm going to watch. I'm going to see how much you're actually going to add to my time. So she kept like crossing the line, and then I would kind of like check her back like that's seven that's eight that's nine keep going it doesn't bother me 
you're going to be the one that's in here. And she was just like, mm. so then she goes, spits on my face, spits on my face. Amanda. I just stood there like, I never, ever, ever would spit on an adult. Same. I wouldn't even, with my mom, with Debbie, Miss, I'm going to forget you at a party, Debbie. She never forgot me at a party, but it's a good way to describe what, how very easygoing she was. Yeah. Um, I, I would never even walk over the line if I were in trouble, like an extra minute on my time. The fact that I would be like completely disobeying her would, is enough. Like it would just be so disappointing that I would never do that. We are so different. She just, she challenges me and then spits on me. I just sat there. I was like, I don't even know what to do. I was like, do I spank you? Do I scare you? How do I make it so that you know I am in charge of you and you Mm -hmm. have to respect that? Because I don't want you growing up thinking you can treat people like this. Right. Those moments are hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the answer is. And and it's tough because I can't even say that. Like, sometimes I just want to be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with you. Right. I want to smack you yeah. in the face now. <laughs> yeah. I you're you're I'm not eliciting, supposed to. My reaction wants to get physical with you because yes. I'm um, like I am a human creature, being. right? <laughs> yeah. Who ultimately is like no. Like yeah. I immediately want to be like get in your place. And like, that's such a it's so disrespectful. It's so like, she did it, she did it twice. She did <sighs> it cuz she was like not only am I going to do it, I'm going to do it again just to tell you to fuck off. Which yeah. then in my mind, too, I was like, oh, my God, when she's a teenager, I'm so screwed. I am so screwed because she's Ugh. six and she's doing this to me. Six and she's spitting on me. But you know, my kids have spit on me. I just <gasps> blocked it out. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Uh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so jarring because it's so disrespectful. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I care about you. I have raised you. Like I, I do everything for you. Can everything you not is for spit you. on my face? Yeah. Look at your room filled with junk. All that junk I buy you that you break. I could take it all away, you know? And it's like, it's just, it's interesting how very good Benny was being and how very bad Emmeline was being. Like they couldn't be, they couldn't have been more opposite that day. And they both were just doing their thing. And then, like, Emmeline would walk out. At one point, she took, like, a lacrosse stick. Like, she was going to hit Benny with it. Like, she was just going for anyone Ooh. for all attention. That's what it was. You think attention? Yes. Yeah, she, she saw cool. her sister getting attention, and she was like, I'll yeah. get attention. It's definitely for attention because she, um, like, at school, she got in trouble because I volunteer at the computer lab, and uh, she misbehaves and doesn't follow directions. So they were making this little oh, snowman that's like, how many Ooh. apples will be in the cornucopia mother? Yes, exactly. It was the same thing this time. So they all made a very, the same pattern. It's a little snowman who loses his nose and he's got his little arms. Horrifying and, he's going, story. and so, but all the kids made, it was like little perfect snowman, right? Everyone's making the same snowman. Emmeline's looked like, a Picasso or like a, it was just like, or like a dolly. Like it was like melting and like halfway. And then like the scarf was just like this like weird thing. She was going out of her way to like not do it. Right. And the teacher was just like, what did you do? Part of me was like, yeah, girl, break that code. Like be different. And I like what you did with it. Your snowman's kind of cool actually. But the other part of me was like, I know you're doing this just because you want me to come over and fix it. Right. And you want me to sit with you and help you, even though of all the kids in the class, you probably could have done it three times. It's hard in those those moments, too, because it's like when they're acting out because they want attention. And then for me, I know I'm like, oh, right, because you don't get as much attention as you want. Mm -hmm. But then I don't I don't want to hang out with you more because you're acting in a way that I do not like. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Yeah, I'm with you right now. Like when I go with her to school and I'm acting that, like I'm there, it's just her in her class. She's acting out there. And I'm like, oh, come on. Let's be nice to each other. Let's be good. The other day she bit me and I just went, ow. And she thought I was crying. And she was like, oh, no, no, I'm so sorry. Like that, she was very worried that she actually hurt me. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. 
which and then she was like petting me and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I did, I sat with her and I was like, you can't, we, you know, I would never do any of that to you. And it's not okay that you're treating me that way. And when you care about somebody, you don't hurt them. You can be mad at somebody, but you don't hurt them. And she was just like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Does then the next day like she like kicked me and indestructible or something. Is that part of it? Maybe, maybe I'm like some sort of, um, safe thing that she can put her rage and aggression out on i don't know <laughs> that's awesome oh boy yeah she doesn't i mean other than when i'm at computer lab because the teacher's like she's not like this she's not like that at all she's like very good she got she got straight a's on her or like you know straight fours on her report card nice and all c's like she's got like as good as it gets c's are good yeah c's are good um and fours are good that's like as high as you can get so it was nice. she like did it but at home i'm like mm, not meeting expectations <laughs> still not consistent no uh i think you're a one today <laughs> <laughs> from here on out i'll be grading you on life oh my gosh can you imagine would that work if i was like you get a quarterly report Let's see. Spitting on your mom. Mm, did that a couple times this year. You're <laughs> That's going to down. bring down your overall yeah. score. You're now a E. I don't know. <laughs> the words are all like. All Nothing different. makes sense no. anymore. Like, I don't even understand what an SAT score is anymore. No. Uh, my kids have grades, their numbers and letters that I don't yeah. recognize. Yeah. When we went in, they were like, you need to learn that C is like an A. And we were like, why, why not keep it just an A? Like, I don't understand why you had to go and change it. They were like, yeah, C is an A. And I was like, this is so stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody who grew up with A, B, C, D, <coughs> F uh, equates C with average. Right. Yeah. That's right. But here it's C is above average. It's like above grade level. That's so confusing. It's so confusing. But so she's amazing at school. Which is where you want her to be amazing. But she's absolutely been really hard here. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. and it's tough because I don't want to like overly embellish Benny and her accomplishments, but she fucking did a load of laundry. I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to encourage that. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Like the two of us like to clean. And so like, she was like, listen, here's a deal, mom. If I clean my room, can I mop the floor in my room? Oh, my God. Why won't my children ask me this? I was like, yeah, with my favorite mop, you can, because oh. I love you. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll allow it. It was like the best trick of all time. I was like, yeah, you can mop the floor if your room's clean. <laughs> oh, my God. So then Emily took the mop and tried to mop outside with it to ruin the mop. Dude. Throw it in the dirt because she knows that I love that shit. You love that mop. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is something she loves. Benny's trying to clean her room so that she can mop the floor with it. What can I do? Ooh, I'll take the mop and go jam it in the dirt so that she can't use it when she's done after she did all that hard work and then we ruin the mop. <sighs> so I managed to make mom sad and Benny sad. Score. That's how she was the whole day. It was just like, and I have super patience with them. Mm-hmm. Like I have super patience I don't even raise my voice. Wow. I will go and just, I will like put her in a hole and I pick her up almost like a football and I just mm-hmm. walk down the hall. I go, all right, we're going back. And I like put her in a room and I sit with her and I'm like, you can't treat me this way. And I like, cause if I think if I like get bigger, I'm actually giving her what she wants. I'm reinforcing mm-hmm. the bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, you don't get it. Um, I mean, it's something's not working. I have to change something cause it, she didn't get better, but, um, man, it just sucks. Parenting's hard. Parenting's hard. You know, um, that reminded me that I haven't, I feel like I've been remiss in kind of giving an update because I think last we left our heroes, um, my, oh, hi, I have three kids. They're all boys, four, seven, and nine. <laughs> I have three kids, a nine-year-old boy and twin six-year-old girls. The All the ones we've been talking about. Yeah. So my nine-year-old Rex has been, historically a dick to his four-year-old brother Odie and that has really improved yeah a lot to the point where the middle kid Ajax the seven-year-old often feels like Odie doesn't like him as much like he's 
that that Rex has like really turned a huge corner. I think a lot of it has to do with just going to therapy once a week. And and you know, and obviously we've been working the ropes at every opportunity just trying to make it better. Mm-hmm. But it was it was also like a weird fake it until you make it thing. Yeah. Where we would encourage him to pretend like he'd be like oh boy Odie you sure are funny but then after a while he would like just say it reflexively like that's all we wanted we just wanted him to be kind um but yeah so now they're they're like way better oh that's good it was really really hard for a really really long time and we're like we're like out of the woods on that Coming out of the dawn. Yeah. As Gloria Stefan said. Coming out of the dawn. I finally see the light. Shining on me. Shining on me. Thank you for the, indulging me with oh. that. <laughs> no, so many times I'll, I quote that. Maybe more than I should. <laughs> and most times, like if I'm at work, I'm like, coming out of the dawn. <laughs> I just get like blinking eyes. <laughs> Crickets. I will always sing People with like, you. What are you talking about? That's not BK25 or Burger. I don't know. Uh, oh, the, the new uh, the Burger K- Korean super group, yeah. uh, Burger King. Burger King 5. <laughs> the Burger King 5. It's the number five meal, Burger King. Dude. Is it BK5? Is that what they are? I BTK? BKT? No. Yes. BTS. Um, B- being a way, true B-T-W. crime uh, enthusiast yeah. uh, or, you know, listener of many podcasts, I get confused because there's the, like, BTK killer or B- bind, torture, kill. Yeah. So I get a little... You get confused, too. And you yes. think that it's a killer that's, like, what kind of killer? A murderer. Kind of murder. Yeah. It's a five... It's a group murderer. It's five, I think... Young Korean men, yeah, who love to murder, bind, torture, kill. Nope. So it's yeah. BTK, BTK. Nope. BTK. B Burger. BSK. We are old. Oh, Grandma. That's what that just was. Coming out of the door. This week, we're sponsored by BetterHelp, which is an online counseling that's there for you. It's super convenient. You can go online and get help at your own time and pace and schedule a secure video or phone session, plus chat and text with your therapist. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, sleeping trauma, you know, all the things that are associated with being a parent. Um, So then... When life gets tough, you have someone you can go to to help you learn how to cope with it, deal with it, and talk through it. Um, I think, as you all know, as a therapist, I have to say, getting help is the best thing you can do for yourself. It's the best form of self-care. You get once a week just time for you to sit down and talk. Anything that you share with them is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can totally request a new one at any time for no additional charge. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and it's available worldwide. If you feel like you can't afford a therapist, financial aid is available for those who qualify. So it's secure, convenient, professional, and affordable. Why Mommy Drinks listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code DRINKS. So when I get started today, go to betterhelp.com slash drinks. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash drinks. Hey. What? You want to read a listener email? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. All right. This is a story from Nicole Huffman. My daughter's 12 now, so this happened when she was less than three, but it's still one of those stories that you never forget. Ooh, I love that it's like an epic. Mm-hmm. One of those moments you feel like a horrible parent, but you look back and still laugh at how everything really just went wrong. <laughs> she had started climbing out of her crib, and so we turned the crib into a toddler bed, which turned into a whole new stage of parenting. Trying to get mm. my wild child to stay in that toddler bed was its own battle in itself. Yep. I remember putting a call of help out to Facebook and one innocent friend who had an easier first child asked me if I had asked her to stay in bed. <laughs> Did you just 
Just tell ask. her to stay in the bed? Just ask her, do you want to go to bed? Oh, I don't understand why that didn't work. <laughs> she said, I nearly lost it. Oh, my God. So our nights consisted at this point of two to three hours of bedtime, getting her to fall asleep. And she would scream sometimes for hours in the middle of the night because nothing short of us crawling into that toddler bed with her would calm her down. <sighs> we rent our house, so I will preface this horrible night with the fact that none of our furniture is bolted in place although it probably should have been when we came to realize this after one night. Oh, boy. So we put her down, and she was sleeping peacefully for a while, or so we thought. We're trying to sleep ourselves, and about 2 a.m., she starts screaming. Again, this is totally normal, so we waited out for a while, and then finally I send my husband in to check on her. Often that goes better than me going in. He goes in to find her pin under her dresser. <gasps> oh, no. She had emptied out all of her clothes in it and tried to climb it. Oh. No. How we didn't hear it fall is still a mystery. I remember when the girls used to do that. They would climb the dresser and like be like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, he's freaking out and screaming for me at this point. Luckily, it's a light dresser, and it was empty, so she was okay. I don't want anyone freaking out here. Um, he pulls the dresser off and scoops her into his arms, and he pulls her to his chest. Then he looks at me with the weirdest look and pulls his hand slowly away, and I realize there's something sticky on his hand. She's covered in Vaseline. <laughs> that is right. Before she emptied out the drawers and climbed her dresser, she found a container of Vaseline and put it all over her body and oh my hair. God. <laughs> so now I'm up at 2 a.m. and trying to get this sticky substance out of her hair, which doesn't come out easy, by the way. Oh, I can't even imagine how... No. Still kind of freaking out about the fact that we just found her under her dresser and making sure she's actually okay. Maybe it saved her. Maybe she was like, squeeze. Like she just, she just squeezed right, out. Like, bloop. <laughs> she said, this girl was supposed to be calm and easy. It's why I didn't want a boy, but she showed me that girls are not all the same and that she is a force to be reckoned with. Whew. Nicole Huffman. Oh my gosh. That's a story. That's a great story. Two in the morning, your kid's covered in Vaseline and under a dresser. Oh, she's screaming like she does. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait again. (laughs) That's crazy pants. Crazy. All right, let me guess one. This is from Katie Lanter. It's entitled Shit Show. Hey girls, I enjoy listening to your podcast and finally have decided it's time to share my shit show. Yes. This takes place back when my daughter, who is going to be six, was nine months old. Oh, two oldies but goodies. We went to attend an auction of a family member who had a bunch of things I was interested in. (laughs) While I was bidding, my so loving husband uh, agreed to hold her and keep her entertained. Well, about 10 minutes later, I hear a scream and I instantly knew that something was up. I turn around to see him gagging and a stranger standing beside him holding a poop covered baby. (gasps) The sight of it was horrible, but me being the mom just began laughing as I walked toward the scene of the poopy (laughs) baby and realized my daughter had a major blowout that covered my husband's shirt and pants And as he stood, it went down his pant leg onto the floor beneath him. (laughs) I took my poop-covered daughter and proceeded. God bless, because I probably would have just pointed and laughed and been like, (laughs) who are these jerks? And then been like, "Uh, look at those poopy people. (laughs) I'm out of (laughs) here. I'm bidding on the piano. I'm not a mother. I'm a rich, fancy lady. Uh, I took my poop-covered daughter and proceeded to change her on a piece of cardboard. Mm, This is fancy. As the building this was in had no public bathrooms, just a porta potty with a small sink outside. Great. So I managed to get the baby cleaned up, clothes thrown in the dumpster. And as for my husband, he proceeded to strip down to his boxers and rode home in just that and his boots. That is hilarious. <laughs> Thank God for small towns who know you and understand yes. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. To make matters worse, we were then pulled over on the way no, home by a local sheriff. 
The look on his face when he got to the window <laughs> was that of someone who was confused but wanted to laugh. After explaining why I forgot to forgot my turn signal, he let me go with a warning and a suggestion of a change of clothes for all in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the laughs. I look forward to many more laughs. That's so funny. Mom from Kansas, Katie. I love that they got pulled over and he's just sitting there in his boots and his boxers. His boots and his boxer. Look, officer, um, I can explain. You know what? You don't have to. <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> I'm going to send you another one. All right. Should I read Jess McDougall's? Yeah. Jess McDougall. 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 Jess McDougall. Hi, ladies. I thought I would share the story with you guys. Sometimes you have those days where it can go wrong, and it does go wrong. (laughs) I have four children, a 15-year-old girl, twins Mm. that are 10, that are a boy and a girl, and a 21-month-old boy. Oh, my goodness. Wait, how old are her twins? She has a 15-year-old girl and boy-girl, 10-year-old twins. And And then a 21-month-old boy. Oh, man. And she's due with number five in (gasps) seven weeks. And then she said, because I'm that smart. I'm just that smart. Oh, Jess McDougal. Oh man. Oh man. She keeps getting out of the woods and then she's back in the woods. That I don't think I could handle it. Like a you had ten year old twins, you got to that land of like and then you had oh, a fifteen year old girl alone. Oh Jess. Mm-hmm. Hi. We see you and we know how hard that must be. And caca. She says, I am typing this in the doctor's office at 3.38 on a stormy Tuesday. The one day in weeks I've had to go here, there, and everywhere with my kids, and it's been pouring with rain. This is also the first storm in weeks because it's the middle of summer here. I'm soaking wet, very, very pregnant and uncomfortable, and oh. I have been fighting tears for about the last two hours. Does that mean she's in Australia? I don't know. Caca. Today, I have a midwife appointment. My eldest daughter, who is epileptic, had a neurology appointment. And my older son, the boy twin, has a GP appointment. General practitioner? Yeah. The timing on these were all quite carefully planned, and they were all on opposite sides of the city, of course. So my twins are at school. My 15-year-old and I left in bed. (coughs) What? Oh, she left her 15-year-old in bed? Yes. Okay. So my twins are at school. My 15 year old, I left in bed and me and my toddler get ready to drive the 45 minutes to my midwife. We dash to the car in the rain and during the juggle of bags, strapping him to the car and remembering something I forgot and going back inside, I am completely saturated. Mm. So I turn on my heater, turn on my Bluetooth headphones to listen to my favorite podcast. Why mommy drinks Oh hi! and start driving. I am way back in 2017, so Amanda's twin girls are just turning five, and she talks about being in the hospital leading up to her birth and her babies in the NICU. Mm-hmm. It brought up some stuff for me, oh, as I experienced the NICU part with my twins and having to go home from the hospital without my babies to take care of my other baby. And it's possibly one of the most unnatural things in the world to not be where your babies are. Mm-hmm. Amanda's right. It's not talked about enough. Shout out to all the parents of preemies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I digress. So I start driving and quickly realize that the driver's side windscreen wiper has part of it ripped off and dangling. So it's not adequately, it's not adequately, adequately, I can't adequately, adequately wiping my windscreen. It's pouring with rain. I'm wet and cold, dressed in very light summer clothes because my big ass pregnant body doesn't cope with anything else. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable driving at more than 60 Kilometers? Oh, she is in Australia. Yeah, she said favorite with a U, so she's good. She's fancy. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> or just from another country. Fa- favorites. Favorites. <laughs> um, I can't see problem. We are the dummies. That's how Australians say favorite, by the way. Yeah, we, we're American, and that's how you read that word when it's favorites. spelled like that. Favorites. I can't see properly, and we already left five minutes late. We live rurally, so going 60 (coughs) kilometers an hour down a 100-kilometer speed limit road really adds to the length of the drive. (laughs) And when I hit the outskirts of this... Kilometers? How many miles per hour is 60 kilometers per hour? Am I saying kilometers? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's different than kilometers, right? Oh, 
So she's only going like 38 miles per hour. So but is it kilometers or kilometers? Kilometers. So what's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 41. By the time you're listening to this, I'm look, 41. Look, I know it's kilometers because my dad, not to brag, he used to live in Canada. Oh. I'm pretty international. The more you know. I like that every episode you're like, and here's a little thing that you know <laughs> about me. <laughs> you're right. We just. With me, I keep it simple. I'm like, I'm just trash. Oh. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Okay. Back to you. <laughs> back to you, Jess McDougal. <laughs> I hit major traffic. So now I'm 20 minutes late to my appointment. I get a text from my midwife asking how far away I am. I ring and say 10 minutes, and she says, oh, dear, that's pushing it. Then she says, come, because at at your last scan, the baby was measuring big, and I want you to do a gestational diabetes test. This means starving myself, getting Mm. blood drawn, drinking an awful sugar drink, waiting two hours, feeling sick, and glugging it, and then getting another bloody test. Yeah. So I go pick up the form and ask her about birthing in the birth suite instead of the hospital, and she says, we'll have to see. This is my last baby and my last hope at having a complication-free delivery. And it feels like it's slipping away. Oh, So I feel very sad about that. She didn't say very. I added it. <laughs> but I get it because yeah. I had the same thoughts. I feel and like so many. it's fucking worse when you're like, yeah. this is the one. And yeah. I see it just going out the window. This is going to be my birth fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. This, this are going to be good kids. <laughs> 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 so I go get the form and she does a quick check and says that the baby feels nearly full term and is partially engaged. What? I wonder if your dates are out. And apparently I'm measuring at 35 to 36 weeks. We're only meant to be 33 weeks. Oh. So I get back on the road. Wait, and wait, it, wait, partially engaged. Does that mean the baby is beginning to drop? I guess that's what that means. The oh. baby is betrothed. <laughs> it's partially but partially, partially. Only partially, <laughs> only partially engaged. Just in case someone else comes around and they're interested. They met online. She's not sure. They're partially engaged. They've never met in person, but once they do, then they'll be fully engaged. Mm. So I get back on the road and ring my fiance, and we have a minor panic together about a baby possibly coming a lot sooner than planned. Oh. And maybe we should start talking about birth plans and packing hospital bags. <laughs> I race home to get my 15-year-old. She's been told to be ready and listen for the toot, but when I get there, nothing. I run in the house and call, and she's like, what? And I say, get in the car. We need to go. She's a good kid overall, and she jumps in the car, and we're back on the road. Oh, phew. I thought she was... I know. Yeah. Uh, be like asleep. We go to her neurologist appointment, 45 minutes in the other direction. Oh, my God. There's a break in the rain, which is good, so we don't get soaked between the car and the clinic. Appointment goes fine. Apart from the toddler loving the ride in cars in the waiting room and having a kicking and we go up to the car park and she has a bloody seizure in the car. (gasps) Who? Her 15 year old? Oh my gosh. I stand there thinking, do I go get the neurologist? Not much he can do other than watch her. And also thinking this is about the most ironic seizure she's ever had. Yeah. Right? Like, oh no. In the parking lot. A lady comes out to us and I tell her and she says the neurologist has left for the day anyways. What? So I'm like, oh well. Next. Is that what she says? Yeah. Oh, gosh. She is done. Yeah, she's, done. She is done. Put a fork in there. I think if my kid had a seizure and there was no one, and they were like, they're not even here anyways, I would have been like, oh, um, fuck yeah. everybody. Oh, my God. You're pregnant. World. You've got a toddler. Yeah, you're being told, oh, you might have this baby now. You just got sass mouthed by your teenager. And then they had a seizure. And you drove 45 minutes. On the minutes. way to the seizure doctor. Oh, boy. Once she's recovered, we drive towards getting the twins, but we have some time to kill, so I decided to take them to an indoor playground for lunch. <laughs> I love her. This is like straight up, that's where you get. Mm-hmm. You're like, so what if you had a seizure and I might have a baby early? <laughs> it's time to go to McDonald's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she gets it. She gets like, it. Yeah, this is the. I oh, get I it. feel that. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry you threw up, but we've got to <laughs> go to horseback riding or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, it's if only fine. we were going horseback riding. Yeah. Oh, we've got to go horseback riding. <laughs> Why did I say that? I'll take the piano. <laughs> I'm sorry you're sick. We've got to go to finishing school. 
Um, let's pause and paint this picture. One 21-month-old boy who is a daredevil and hasn't got his ears yet. One teen that's dopey and not quite herself after a massive brain power outage. Oof. And one heavily pregnant woman who can't chase the toddler and often relies on the dopey teen to chase him. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> the place was packed, and when I went to order lunch, they had run out of almost everything. My teen, bless her heart, was doing her best to follow toddler about, but she kept forgetting what she was doing, and so I'm constantly calling oh. the, across the crowd of people, reminding and instructing her... At one stage, he got away and fell down a straight tunnel that was about two to three meters tall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Two to three meters? Yeah. Six to nine feet? Yeah. He was fine, thank goodness, but my stress levels were through the roof. Lunch was almost an hour to get to us, and we had to scoff it down to leave to get the twins from school. That sucks. Half an hour from where we were. It's about now that I have... It's about now that I have to put my armor mama face on and begin to feel the constant threat of tears. Oh, it's back to pouring with the rain by the time we get to the school and my kids are at the very back of the school. So I get saturated for the second time that day going in to get them. And my son gets very upset with me because it's his last coding and robotics lesson of the year. And I'm taking him out early. Sorry, my boy. We get in the car and my two daughters immediately start snipping at each other. I'm so past it that now I snap at them to just stop it now. My kids will know that my kids know that tone well. <laughs> so that brings me to the doctor's office. I walked in with four kids in tow who were all over it and grumpy and tired. <laughs> I was no better. So I pulled out my phone and began typing this email to remind myself, it's not just me. <laughs> I then, in the business of life, forgot to finish it and am now nearly due with this bub. Then <gasps> I will have five children. <laughs> The rest of the day was really quite uneventful, but I was so broken I couldn't wait to get home, hand over the toddler to my fiancé, and go to bed to hide under the covers. Yeah. I picked up pizza on the way home because I knew I was not up to cooking. Good. So that's my story. Thanks so much for your podcast. It's my saving grace on days like this and just any time in the parenting journey. I am so grateful I found you. Kaka, ladies and Ari. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job. I popped a pic of the dopey teen and toddler at the indoor playground and a picture of all my regrets from Christmas Day. They're all pretty awesome brood, if I do say so myself. Warmest regards, Jess in New Zealand. Oh, Jess, Look thank you for that story. Let me see this. That is a true slide. Oh, wow. That's a huge slide. And that is a true teenage girl. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. She's just all in her teenage. Jess McDougal. Jess McDougal, look at your beautiful children. Oh, wow. I feel like so much of parenthood, at least for me, and it sounds like for Jess, and yeah. I think for all of us, is just like the, the the cogs and the wheels and the intricate timing of things. Like this Friday, I'm trying to find a babysitter who can pick up my... <laughs> it's so crazy. I have to work. My husband got a, a job offer for just a, no, just, no, no, just like an afternoon of work. Um, but it's, it's like twice as much as I'd be making at my job, but I can't skip my job because I, I, I missed job. it last week and I can't miss two in a row or else I'll, I'll have to give up that class. And so, uh, because I was sick last week, oh, it was a mess. So, so I have to work. We really could use the money, but then someone has to pick the boys up from their bus stop. So then it's like, we need to find a babysitter or two babysitters, like someone to have the toddler and then go pick up the boys from their bus stop, which is like a whole complicated thing, and then take them home and feed them dinner. And I don't know. I don't know. The Just keep them home. What? Just keep them home. <laughs> School's not important. They don't need... Uh, if you can't figure out the babysitting, then why, just don't send them anywhere. <laughs> okay. Let me see. This is an email from Laura. Here, it's entitled Chit Show. Hello. I love your show. I just started listening, and I listen to it all the time. First, I should start off. My name is Laura. I have two children aged nine, boy, and seven, girl. Uh-huh. I was folding laundry, and the kids were off doing their own thing. Uh, when they came in, I tried to pause the podcast, mainly because I didn't want to miss anything. Well, I didn't catch Isabel, seven, come in until it was too late. She comes in all ninja-like and sneaky behind me and asks me, 
what does sexual mean? Mm-mm. I'm sorry if that's our fault. At first, I'm confused about why she would be asking me this. It dawns on me that y'all have just said sexual. Oopsie, yeah. that is us. So I pause the podcast and I just stand there dumbfounded. How do I explain sexual to a seven-year-old? Oh, my God. My kids are still telling me. This is me, Betsy, just talking. My kids are still like, you've got sexy legs. I'm going to put it on your sexy arms. And I'm like, oh, God, please stop that. It's really inappropriate. That's funny. Wes is like, that's a curse word. Oh. He thinks sexy. He's like, they just said, like when Justin Timberlake sings sexy back, he's always like, "Uh oh, we better. Nope, this is not appropriate. What do you say? I say, that's right. Yep. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain like sexy and sexual without explaining sex? Yeah. It's coming. Sorry, Laura. Okay. I give it my best effort and I come up short. So I brilliantly decide to Google it. This is no help. I cannot explain sexual. All I can think of is how sexual relates to sex. Yeah. I'm having an, that's exactly what we just said, right? Um, I'm having an internal debate in my mind. Do I ask her if she knows what sex is? Just say, do you like chocolate? <laughs> Go another room. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 uh, just pinch her on the arm and go, what's that? Bye. Did you make brown? I think we made brownies. Do you want to make brownies? They will be like, yeah. Oh my God. Amanda, everyone. I have promised my children for months that I would make them eat a pie. That I would make Rex a lemon pie, and then I would make Ajax a chocolate pie. Um, they have harangued me okay. like every day. I got this covered. You got to find a village inn and go in and buy a pie. What's a or, village inn? Oh, village inn is a store. No, it's a like a diner, and they make pies. <gasps> you just got to go to like a store that makes pies. <laughs> Take it out. Here's I've figured it out. You buy a pie. Go to a grocery store. <laughs> Get a lemon pie. I did. Come home. Finally, and you say like, "Look what I made you." He fucking harangued me, and I finally made a lemon pie. You made it. You did it. You made it. And I have everything at home for the chocolate pie. It won't take more than ten minutes. I just haven't had the time. But I'm so tired of being harangued. Okay. Um, Do I want to tell her what sex is? A friend just told her seven year old what sex is, so maybe I should. I'm just at a loss, and before I can stop myself, I just ask, "Do you know what sex is?" No, she doesn't. So now I'm in a massive pickle. Oh, no. I just stand there. I got nothing. I'm going back to my internal debate of what the hell do I say and why? Why would I make this fucking worse than I already was? Then it's like the rays of heaven shine down on Isabel and says, whatever. I'll learn when I'm older. (gasps) Yes. That's awesome. Good job, Isabel. Good job, Isabel. Good job, Mama. Yeah, you had a part in that somehow. Yeah, because she's like, you know what? It's fine. This is making you awkward. I'm going to walk away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read the room. (laughs) Apparently, this is something my husband tells her when he's at a loss for words. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I'm so relieved to be done with this conversation and never hear of it again. (laughs) I never have that kind of luck. Thank fucking goodness we're in the car. It's me, the seven-year-old and the nine-year-old. Isabel proceeds to tell me that she knows what sex is. I'm dying. I have no idea what she's going to explain to me. I'm at a loss for words, which is a rare moment for me. There's nothing I can do but bite the bullet for my own stupidity. She has no idea of my internal dread and keeps on going and tells me that sex means if you're a boy or a girl. Uh Uh-oh. At least that's what Jace told her. I'm so fucking excited. I have dodged a bullet. Why, yes, sex does mean gender. I am saved from the awful fucking sex conversation. Well, kind of. The conversation carried on for another 10 minutes where I swear Isabel used sex as much as she possibly could. Grandma's sex is girl. Dad's sex is boy. Your sex is girl, etc. Grandma's sex is (laughs) girl. (laughs) (laughs) she also doesn't just casually say sex it's not quite demonic but it's very pronounced (laughs) sex so it's just that much worse because it's like your sex is girl etc she finally moves on i hope i did that the way she your sex yep yep that's totally i'm sure what she was thinking she She finally moves on i did it almost demonic she finally moves on and i'm so (laughs) pleased So pleased to once again have this conversation dropped. 
Ha ha, just kidding. The joke's on me. Isabel is getting ready for a bath. She's waited another day and decides again to tell me what she knows what sex is. At least this time I'm prepared, as she's already told me. I try to say, yeah, you've told me. Good job. You're so smart. Let's move on. This doesn't appease her, and she again tells me our family members' sex. Listening to a seven-year-old loudly dictate the word sex over and (laughs) over again is awful. (laughs) Luckily, I get her distracted, and I put her to rest. That's right. You pinched her, and you're like, what's that? (laughs) Again, I feel like I cannot win with this child. Another day has passed, making this yet another day where, surprise, fucking surprise, she again tells me she knows what sex is. By this time, I'm annoyed because I just want her to drop it. She quickly fixes this as she proceeds to... This girl does not read the room, I guess. She quickly fixes it as she proceeds to tell me that since she didn't know what sex was, she Googled it. I'm literally dying. I have no words. I can only imagine what Google has told her what sex is. (gasps) This is terrifying. We have Google Home that she asked. So I braced myself and I asked her what she found on Google. She said it didn't work. Thank you, Google Home. It has now been a week since this shit show happened for four fucking days. Oh, my God. She hasn't brought up sex again, and I hope she doesn't. (laughs) Thanks for reading my email. Y'all are doing a great job, even when your kid won't drop the sex conversation for four days. Oh, wow. I'm so curious. Alexa, what is sex? Yes, Alexa. <gasps> Good job, Alexa. She said, that's a better question for a grown-up. Um, that's a great response, Alexa. Hey, Siri, what is sex? She says, I don't understand, hey, Siri, what is sex, but I could search the web for it. All right, search the web. Oh. <laughs> Apple's Siri routinely records you having sex. What? <laughs> articles and that was the top one. <gasps> oh no <laughs> okay airplane mode every time y'all get down let's remember that all, all right. right well now we know google home and and alexa will not tell your kids that they'll tow the line siri that's, that's good i'm so glad much. i did that i'm sure there was some kid that was like what's this and they were like that's when <laughs> and after that they got lots of emails i, I love it so much if google home was like when a man and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> yeah, that's all they say. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> when they hug real close. <coughs> Sex is when a man and woman hug real close. <laughs> real close. Oh, man. Real close. It's so heteronormative <laughs> and square. It's yeah. just a man and a woman. <laughs> Sex is not. No, okay. I I can't, I can't, because I can't, I can't even like begin to think about it. Oh Sex boy. Sex is when two people hug real close. <laughs> real, real close. Uh, yeah, the, I got a sex book for Wes and I don't know what to do about it. And I think it's for like younger kids. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's it, in there. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's one is of it? those. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I like that they have all kinds, they have like, this is what homosexuality is. This is what I like that it's inclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not just, oh, this is the only thing it can be. Right. Which is good because. So no one feels any shame about anything that they're feeling. Uh, all right. So you might find yourself. Hold on. What? Oh. Amanda. I, I try to get out of it. You are doing a great job. Yeah. You know what? This week I needed to hear that really badly. So I appreciate it. You are. Uh huh. I was alone in the trenches getting spit on and yelled at and. Mm-hmm. Well, I had one. I had stuff. one doing the laundry. You got one. You, it's like you got one foot in paradise, and you still got one foot just oh, inhale, 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 just inhale. One foot in heaven. <laughs> laundry folded, cleaning the deck. Yeah, perfect. I mean, it was awesome. She like took all the little plants and set them out and made sure they're all perfect in water. I mean, like she is good. So, uh, or she was good that day. <laughs> human beings, because a minute later she'll turn around back. Um, Betsy, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. You are. You managed to will sickness out of your body. I did. Mind over matter. That's a true mom. <laughs> you're like, I can make this better. Oh, man. 
but you came out. You're coming out of the dark. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming out. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also, coming out of the dark. <laughs> I finally see the light now. All right. Sorry, everyone. Hey, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. Uh, send us your shit shows. And buy some merch. We've got super cool merch. And all of this information is in the description of this episode. Kaka. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Copy with your shit show. 424-279-8842. So you might find yourself, you know, getting drenched over and over again and continuing to power through because that's what you got to do through seizures, through doctor appointments, through (laughs) premature birth, you know, as you do. Uh, Or you may find yourself at an auction covered in shit and having to explain to the police officer why your husband is only wearing underpants (laughs) and boots. Or waking up at two in the morning to a kid covered in Vaseline laying under their dresser. (laughs) (laughs) Know that you are doing a great job. Why mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.